Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, we like to challenge each other to play a game. I have challenged Edwin to play Fidel Dungeon Rescue. I still think it's Fidel. But no one says Fidel. But Fido. Yeah, that, Fido is yeah. also a dog name. But why yeah. would you combine it if the name is Fidel? Because <laughs> Fidel Castro, you don't want that association. But Fidel is a pretty good name on its own. You put the caster, then it becomes something horrible. But Fidel on a name, it's, it's you know. High fidelity. Fidelity, now that's a nice girl's name. <laughs> Sam, if you have another child and it's a girl, you can call it Fidelity. No, I can just call her Fidel. No, Fidelit. <laughs> Fidelit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fidelity Dungeon Rescue is a game by Daniel Benmergui. Uh, and the artwork is by Jeremiah Babini. And I mentioned the artwork uh, creator because the art is quite amazing in this game. So in Fidel Dungeon Rescue, you are a dog that needs to rescue your master. You're not rescuing the dungeon. You're, you're rescuing your master. Exactly. Called and master rescue. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm you being are, pedantic. You are performing the rescue in a dungeon. Fidel Rescue from Dungeon. Fidel Rescue Dungeon Edition. The semantics aside, uh, you're there to rescue your master, um, which plays out in little expositions that you actually play through, which I thought oh. was a great little touch. Wow, I totally didn't notice that either. <laughs> I've not been paying attention this week. <laughs> Probably didn't get far enough. Um, and Ouch. the gameplay, <laughs> burn. <laughs> the gameplay mechanic is very similar, I would say, to one of our favorite games, Lara Croft Go. Oh. Where each little motion mm. on a grid sort of sets things in motion or sets other things in motion where you have to think about timing some things in, in a little bit, but also, uh, more importantly, the sequence at which you go around the map. Yeah, it's like a cross between Lara Croft Go and maybe kind of the hand-drawn whimsy of Imbroglio. On top of that, it is a what we like to call <laughs> roguelike, a.k.a. <laughs> rogueliki. I can't say it the real way anymore. I've ruined myself. <laughs> and you I'm pretty sure you ruined it. And confusing most of the of audience, listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it is a roguelike because you get uh, essentially two chances to not die. Once you die, um, there is a set timer thing that happens, which we'll explain later. But it gives you a set number of time to actually, a uh, set amount of time to actually try and finish the dungeon. And the, uh, the key characteristic of a roguelike is that when you die, you restart the game. There's no from real the save from the beginning, right? There's no save points. You get one, one and done. Right. As I shout out, one and done. And so back to the main aspect of the game is you need to get from one side of the map to the other side of the map, noted by doors. Um, or really one door to another door. Yeah. Right. Usually the opposite sides. The way that you open the door is you need to get a certain number of XP on that map. You have to install Windows a certain number of times. <laughs> <laughs> for the door to open <laughs> and then you get that nah, 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 and then you get out uh, in order to get XP you need to eat or munch on or kill some of the monsters that are in your way the exact attack mode is never really described no it's, it's actually like this the, is one of the things I don't like about it is it's kind of like you're just injuring a dog <laughs> like the dog doesn't actually seem to attack right it's it, there's just no the animation of the dog actually eating the thing or fighting the thing it's yeah. just always on this like cute thing cute has a cute face all throughout and then when you do hop onto a monster which is the way that you sort of consume it i guess it's it hurts you back in a little way right so yeah. 
these are the things that you need to sort of account for is that and even the audio goes mmm. yeah i don't like dog, it i don't like it at all that's a your dog has a health meter or fidel has a health meter <laughs> um and every time you encounter a monster it takes away a chunk of heart or it takes away one heart so you start off with two hearts at the beginning of the game two uh, hearts but scattered time <laughs> scattered all throughout the map and each level are first aid kits so uh, you have to plan your way out all around the map in order to, one, kill as many monsters as possible, but two, not to kill yourself, and three, eat the first aid kits along the way so that you don't completely die as you try to reach and open up the door. Um, right, kill enough enemies to get the XP to open the door and then escape. Right. So there are similar games like this, right? There are, like I, I mentioned, Lara Croft Go, um, but I feel another good game that <coughs> is kind of like this that I mentioned before is also a game called Crypt of the Necrodancer. Sounds lovely. Which, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually more of a rhythm-based game, but you have to move around in a grid. And the thing about that is it's very similar to this because you do move around in a grid, but the the different monsters that you encounter also move along as well with you. Uh, and so you got to try and maneuver out of the way, attack them, and get to the end let's talk about the story let's talk about the story i didn't really find any story so in the beginning of the game you see fidel like the way that you start off is is a bit of a tutorial as well which i thought was incorporated very well into the game oh my god i was so confused by this tutorial really well like okay okay let's see so so you come into a dungeon yep you are on the entrance and there's the exit and then a little poor animation comes up on the screen to go swipe right. Yep. So you kind of mimic that. Yep. Then it goes swipe left. And yep. then you do that. Yep. And it rewinds. And then you go right. And then you just, I just go into a loop where I was going backwards and forwards all the time and I couldn't get out of it. What? Am I just foolish? Or there was something very confusing about the tutorial that I couldn't, I was like, well, what do I just ignore this paw and just go to the door? Ignore the paw, go to the door. <laughs> That'll be my advice for the tutorial because it didn't make any sense to me, and I got frustrated. Well, it was interesting. Am I because stupid? It, um, <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud, but this is a space sound. Tell me to me, yes. <laughs> it was pretty self-explanatory. I thought it was supposed to be like mimic what this paw does. It was showing that you can do these things, and then well, you, you have free do. will. I mean, tutorial should tell you. I feel like a tutorial saying swipe here is like. You swipe here and do the thing that I'm telling you to do. Mm. But instead, I just got stuck in a loop, going backwards and forwards. And eventually, after five minutes, I thought, hang on a second. <laughs> maybe I can I'm swipe up. <laughs> okay, maybe that part needs to be spelled out for you. But for me, I found it pretty clear that I can go forward and it leaves a trail. And then I can go backwards to actually, essentially, rewind time. Oh, so a little bit like the spaceman going backwards. Right. What was that called? Continuum. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Too many games. So it's a bit like that as well. Right. Was it, is it a bit like that? Not mm. Kind of. So you have to walk in a set path. There is, but then you can also rewind time in order to undo some of your mistakes. So uh, Yes, but unlike the spaceman quantum game whose name we forget... Mm-hmm. There's no real strategy in going back. It's just literally undoing. Yeah. Whereas I think with that, going back in time, you could appear you in a unlock, different part of the map. Yeah, you can yeah, unlock so a bit more strategy stuff. using that, that mechanic. Whereas here, it is literally just undo the terrible mistake you just right. made. 
So this comes in really handy because I think a big part of this game is almost trying to figure out a maze, right? And I think this is this was a breakthrough for me when I first approached this game. When I first opened up this game and actually started to try and play it, it was very difficult. Like, I, I kept dying. To even get past the tutorial for me. Right. Like, I was thinking, how in the world do I get this much XP um, and finally be able to get to the door? And then I thought about it as a maze, thinking, like, there has to be some logic here for me to try and figure out to get as much kill as much before I actually die and still get to the first aid kits and then plan that out in sort of like a maze form, right? And then I thought of it that way and I was like, oh, okay. Now I get it. There it is. Uh, and that made it so much better for me. How did you find the, the puzzle element of this game? Something about the puzzle element didn't quite work for me. It was it's easy enough but then it's also very difficult but then the undo nature of it kind of removed any sense of tension from doing the puzzles. Mm. And really, it almost became, you know, try everything with everything as a strategy to get through a level because you knew you could always unwind, unwind, rewind. I think I actually appreciated that part. The only way that you actually get to that death part is if you've made a really dumb mistake twice. And you do this for a couple of reasons. One, because you're not sure how a monster behaves. Because sometimes a monster behaves differently on how you attack it. Right? So, for example, um, the three-headed turtle, once you get to the level that has a three-headed turtle, if you attack it from any other direction that has a head, you actually lose a hit point. Yeah. Whereas if you attack it from where the tail is pointing, you you do not lose any hit points. Right, so actually, on the on the subject of said turtle, what was the advantage of actually attacking them? Because I largely ignored them because you, they didn't seem to give you any XP. Oh, you get three XP with the turtle. Yeah, some of uh, okay, or well, some of the. Well, what about the snapping Venus flytrap plant? I don't remember that one. There's like a planty one who is with a scary mouth. I just felt like some of the large enemies you couldn't ignore because you don't get any XP for killing them. So I would largely avoid them and just leave them be. But right. maybe that was a, strat- a failing on the strategy side for me. Yeah, I think that's why you have to like try these things in order to figure out. And I think that really goes along with the, the roguelike nature is that you are discovering these things. There's no explanation of them, but then yeah. you build sort of a memory of what certain things do. I really like that having this rewind function means that there's very little need for explanation. It's more like, hey, go try it, and then you can undo it. A bit like how, you know, user interfaces have moved away from, are you sure you want to delete these 200 emails to, boom, just do it, and then give you a little undo button that hangs around a little bit in case you mess up. And I thought it was pretty generous because then after I figured that out, it allowed me to think about one map as a puzzle, right? So... I think normally when you uh, come across a map or or a level in a game, you kind of want to solve it really quickly, right? You just want to like get through with it. Uh, But this allowed me to take my time with it, almost like a crossword puzzle, right? So with a crossword puzzle, you can actually spend a couple of days on it, right? Typically, you're supposed to spend (laughs) one day on it. You have a, but like you can take your time with it, right? Like you revisit it. Or word search, if you're me. (laughs) Sometimes they're backwards, Sam. (laughs) 
but yeah, like that kind of opened up my eyes and made me appreciate the game a lot more when I made that discovery. In the beginning, you have that little brief tutorial part and you're entering a dungeon. Ignore the pole, run for the door. Right. And then you, about like three levels in or four levels in, you get to this portion where you come across an old lady on the opposite side of the map. <gasps> Who could this old lady be? But every time you move towards the old lady, something happens to like where uh, it grabs her away. And it's Wait, unavoidable. Oh, the green foot, the green crawling hand like thing from... Right. Adam family. It's either a green crawling hand or a mechanized dog. And I thought that storytelling element was quite brilliant in that it's kind of a level that you have to pass through. There is absolutely no way that you can save the grandma. Or your master, presumably. Or, yeah, your master. 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 <laughs> master. <laughs> the grandma master. But, yeah. but like... I'm down. Um, yeah, I thought... Being able to play that out and then having that undo ability, sort of like having you try it different ways, I thought like was such a good touch of, oh, I can't, I can't <laughs> solve, I can't save her right now. Um, I thought that was a, a little brilliant thing in story play. Yeah, I realized that trick pretty soon. I was like, all right, too bad, grandma. Yeah, getting snatched. <laughs> okay, let's get to the three by threes. Edwin, what is your first good point? It's cleverer than it appears on first playthrough. Yeah. I think there's far more depth than you actually realize, uh, which I appreciated. Well, I sort of appreciated, but didn't really play it enough. <laughs> yeah. I In think a way, like there's something, there's something there I appreciate, but at the same time, I still wasn't quite hooked by it. But I, I do get what you mean. Uh, I think for me, it has hooked me. Yeah. Uh, the puzzle element, um, especially with the avoidable death uh, with I mean, the, isn't that what everybody wants? <laughs> it was really captivating in that sometimes you just make mistakes and then you have to pay for it. Uh, and those are the parts where it's really drastic. Like, okay, yeah, like I deserve that. And it was rightfully so that I have to start over. But then most of the time you can actually be very careful and be a little bit, you know, uh, like cranial about the whole situation and like spend your time and this is what I did with uh, Hoplite, which is another similar game. It's like every movement you do causes an action in motion, and then, like you have to plan ahead. Did we play that on the show? Uh, oh, we played it on our previous show. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Hoplite's a great game. You should pick it up. Yeah, so this with this game, like one, you kind of have to figure out how to defeat the monsters that are on the screen, and then two, like you have to like figure out how to make your way through. And so those things were like really interesting for me to actually sink my teeth into. The rewind mechanic, I think, was pretty smart addition. Certainly overcame some of the friction of the other roguelikes we played, where it's restarting all the way from the beginning becomes a little bit demoralizing. Thinking sure. about, like, Imbroglio or some of the others we played. The, the knight in the dungeon, Sir Knight, Sir Dungeon Knight. Up in Helm. We're exploring dungeons. <laughs> I guess that's all of them. Grim so, Valor. No, keep going. It was, like, Sir... So questionnaire. So questionnaire. Yes, yeah. thank you. Oh, boy. Whereas, yeah, having this rewind thing means that it actually works as a tutorial, in a way, mm -hmm. which I thought was very pretty clever, and added a new dimension to the gameplay. Yeah, um, I did like the captivating story. Like mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. so good, like just enough, <laughs> where it's not you know walls of text. True, and we never did find out like on the questionnaire why you were going on this quest. Right, you know exactly why. Fidel is in there. 
Um, yeah. You would say the story was quite high fidelity. <laughs> oh, no. Stop, please. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, another thing that I like really quickly is that it has really good saving mechanism where I can leave it at any point. And when I brought the game back up, it would say loading and oh. start me off where I left off. You mean you don't have to navigate back to your farm and go to bed? <laughs> no, I don't. Hurrah! Rejoice! Which is another reason why like, I felt this was very much like a crossword puzzle where I can like slowly sink my teeth into because... You know, I take one day to try one option, think it out, and then like I'd revisit it the next day and it'd be like, oh yeah, I got it. Like this is the way to do it, right? You can play it in portrait mode. You can play this in portrait mode? I do. It's just oh, sideways. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it's yeah, a square. You can. So I was playing it with everything on the side. But <laughs> there's really no reason for this to be landscape because it's literally in a square in the middle of the screen. Uh, so I yeah. just play it one-handed but in portrait mode i actually tweeted to um the, the maker to the ben daniel daniel ben Mergui oh. about this and uh he said that it's essentially too hard to actually make it in portrait mode because there's one level where oh, it does something okay yeah ah, spoiler alert yep but having said that i still think it's totally possible to have this in portrait mode if you just like I do. yeah and if I you did. just rotate all the elements 90 degrees or just learn to accept that they're 90 degrees. That's true. So I don't really know what a spider looks like on any correct position. <laughs> they're always 90 degrees rotated for me. That's actually very true. I think I'll start playing it in, yeah. in totally portrait works. mode. Yeah. Any other good point? Caters to right and left-handed players. Mm. Which is a nice option to have because you can only tap, if only you, swipe on the left or right of the screen. Right. I was saying if you, if you play it in portrait, portrait mode. mode. You want to be right-handed because <laughs> that's the bottom of the screen. To the bad points now, Edwin. I got confused by the tutorial. <laughs> but then, bear in mind, I also got stuck in that elevator at the beginning of Firewatch. So, you know, <laughs> just, you know, that's the basis for my, my general abilities at game playing. I can see how the elevator and the Firewatch can be confusing if you've never played a first person game before. But about now, with your experience in PUBG Mobile, you can probably get out of that. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. That would be the ultimate test. But yeah, as a first experience, the, something about the tutorial flummoxed me in the way that I was expecting. I don't Yeah, I'm just surprised you had no... I had no issues. At all. Yeah. What did was, you do? You just did what the, what the poor told you to do? Uh, yeah, and then I was like, okay, I got it. And then I just started moving around with it. And then you just ignored the poor. Ignored the paw. And move to the door. Okay. It only works if you have a British accent. <laughs> so yeah, I would like a little bit of refinement on that tutorial or even get rid of it entirely because maybe you don't even need that confusing paw on screen to show you what to do. Yeah, I don't think the paw was necessary. It was just cute. Um, but like having, showing an area where to swipe, I think was important. My bad point is it's initially like very difficult. I can see like how someone can get very discouraged at the beginning of the game and not, really get to the juicy parts. Yeah. Yeah. And figure out what the game is about. Because it doesn't really explain anything, right? It just sort of sets you off. Yeah, which I think is like a feature of games like this, but for maybe like the, the new player to this genre, yep. it can, I would be maybe a little bit put off by it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for any listeners that haven't played this game and are considering it, like I would actually recommend like, uh, you know, this isn't, 
it isn't like a cutesy, simple puzzle game as at first as you think it is. It's something that you have to sort of like sink your teeth into. Yeah. Canines into. While I like the rewind, I also didn't like the, <laughs> I didn't like the rewind. It's almost like if you're going to give me the rewind option, could we just restart the level? I know that's not a typical roguelicky, but sometimes, I don't know, just like having to reverse swipe all the way back. You don't have to reverse swipe. There is a button. I know, but then that's on the top of the screen if you're playing in portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there is also a button to tap if you wanted to, but still, I don't know. Maybe just restart the level? Is that... I don't know. I kind of like I did that. use the rewind button quite a bit to yeah. like try out all the options, but I can see what you're saying. Like if, are you saying they need another button for like a restart level? Well, there is in the settings, but that restarts you way what, yeah. right back at the beginning. That's, which you don't want that times. restart. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that. Something about the rewinds. I can't quite explain, but it kind of takes, I don't know. Mm, I'm not buying it. Okay. No, okay. Next one is. <laughs> Sam says no. <laughs> I think the replayability is a bit harsh. Uh, meaning, like, I I feel like I'm almost finished with are, my round. Yeah. Are the sorry to interrupt, but are the, the levels aren't randomly generated. The levels are randomly generated. However, you only get 16 levels before you save your master. I think I'm very close. Did you ever? I was gonna say, did you ever save your master? No, not yet. Okay. But I'm on a very good run right now, and I think I'm close. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I don't make mistakes. Like, I think after I finish the master, like, I don't know how much motivation i'll have to actually go back and play it again normally games like this have what's called a new game plus game plus which is you have like an extra benefit that carries over but we'll see you're the robot dog <laughs> right i don't know i know it's a game but you're still kind of deliberately injuring a dog <laughs> like maybe i'm just too sensitive but like could it not be like energy instead or mm. something like that rather than and I think it's also just like the the sad yelps you get when you die or when I don't know, when you're injured. I just something about that I don't like. It is pretty disheartening <laughs> when you hear the yelp, right? Because <laughs> right. in order to get through the level, you have to like essentially sick the dog onto a spiky thing, right. and it's getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm maybe I'm just too sensitive. <laughs> Perhaps. So yeah, this is probably not a game for Peta. So that was my last bad point. Um, what is your... Do you have any other bad points? That's it. So uh, what is your seven-day rating, Edwin? I have played this five. Five out of seven. I've played this seven out of seven. Ding, ding, ding. This is another seven out of seven for me. Um, yeah, I look forward to playing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I looked forward to... Mm, I kind of had to make myself play it, mm. but I enjoyed it when I did. So I think I wasn't quite as hooked as you, but it is interesting that there's, I think there's, yeah, there's, it's a far deeper game than it first appears and I will be playing it some more. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to finishing it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to finish it in this run, but once, if I don't, like, I'll gladly start over and do it again. Because every time I play it, like, I learn something new about it. Uh, one of the most brilliant parts about the game was encountering the vampires. I don't know if you've encountered them. Yep, I get, kind of ignored them. But I thought it was brilliant on how to actually uh, vanquish the vampires. And I was like, oh, that's a great little touch. So, Edwin. It's my turn to pick. It is your turn to pick. All right, we are going back to that rich well of game choosing by seeing what are the trending 
search terms in the Apple App Store. Oh, boy. Also because I didn't do any research. <laughs> Let's have a look. So, uh, see, trending. Sam, you have seven days to play Microsoft Authenticator. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Sam, you have seven days to play BitLife Life Simulator. Sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> hey, this is number one in simulation. This icon is so gross. <laughs> this app icon is like the grossest thing. Oh, boy. How will you live your bit life? Will you try to make all the right choices in, a, in an attempt to become a model citizen sometime before you die? You could marry the man slash woman of your dreams, have kids, pick up a good job along the way. Or will you make choices that horrify your parents? You could descend into a life of crime, start prison riots, smuggle duffel bags. <laughs> smuggle duffel bags. That's, you know, illicit. Ooh, selling those duffel bags on the black market. And cheat on your spouse. It's all up to you. Oh, man. <laughs> man, oh, uh, man. Once again, the trending search terms in the App Store provides. I will download this game. <laughs> Things of the week. Uh, I will start this off because I feel like I deserve it. <laughs> Um, so a couple of things. I revisited Stardew Valley because I realized that it has actually installed the latest update where it has a control scheme. Which was some new, new news previously. Yes. This is up, up updates. So it's really crazy, man. (laughs) Oh no. So one of the first things that I encountered when I first, when I, when I installed, when, when the update happened is everything sort of like looked blurrier which is odd because I think it was like sort of adjusting to the screen, which maybe it like ported over old settings where I shifted the the menu and stuff. So it was weird. So I shut it down and I started up again. And then I got to the control scheme and it's absolutely bananas. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different control schemes. There you go. See, you, if you complain about the control scheme, now suddenly you have eight choices. Okay, let me read them to you. <laughs> okay. Option one. Tap to move and auto attack. Option two, tap to move and attack joystick. Option three, invisible joystick and two buttons. Option four, invisible joystick and one button. Option five, tap to move and joystick and buttons. Option six, tap to move and, in parentheses, joystick and buttons. And and another, another set of parentheses, weapons. Option seven, tap to move and joystick and, parentheses, buttons. And then another parentheses, weapons. And then the last option, tap to move and joystick. I can tell you I tried out all the options. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. And it doesn't even work that well. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, the moral of this story is be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, you can you can definitely get used to it. I think I found one where I'm kind of happy with. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to continue to play this on the iPhone. Even with like the, the D-pad? Even with the, yeah, even with the, the joystick and <laughs> I think, okay, which option am I using? Yeah, I was going to say, which one have you decided on using for now? Uh, I'm Is it using... tap to move and joystick and parentheses buttons, close parentheses open, but parentheses weapons, close parentheses? <laughs> no, it's the first one of those. <laughs> it's tap to move and joystick and buttons without any parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> what do the parentheses mean? I have no idea. I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, it means optional. What? Oh. So they only appear when... So, when I have them enabled. Or, yeah, when you have a weapon selected. Oh, I see. I didn't even know there was attacking and weapons. Yeah. All I knew, can... there was just hoeing. 
That's yeah. And the queef is great at. <laughs> yeah, that's bananas, isn't it? Isn't that bananas? Well, you wanted more control options, and you, but boy, is, did you get them? This is crazy. Uh, so my next thing of the week is, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I'm really getting into the PlayStation VR. Did I mention it? No. So the PlayStation VR is a pretty complete uh, VR package that you can add on to your PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation. And what it does is it comes with a little camera that you put on top of the screen and it comes with a headset that acts okay. essentially as a uh, second monitor. Uh, and so it, uh, you got to connect that to your PlayStation 4 and you put on the helmet. And then you look cool. And it's, yeah, you're set to go. Like the the way that it actually straps onto your head is actually comfortable, unlike some of the other VR devices. And it comes with like a set of headphones, which is great. Not a lot of VR things have it, except for like the latest Oculus. Um, but yeah, it's surprisingly good um, without setting up like the infrared cameras and stuff like that. It just works on the... Oh, using the little yeah, webcam? Yeah, the VR camera. Yeah, the, the webcam, essentially. Any good games? So uh, my kids and I have been getting into this game called Job Simulator where you have to do random tasks. You have to buy tiny little VR headsets for small children? No, it oh. works. Yeah, it fits my children too and my large head. <laughs> Very surprising. And but wait, they don't, how they don't do you play it together? They don't. So oh. you can see it. Oh, you can see what they're seeing on the screen, uh, which right. is a great little addition. Uh, but if you have the VR on, it's like in full 3D, which is amazing. Yeah. So you're basically doing menial tasks in 3D? No, like it's fun tasks. Uh, but yeah, they are menial <laughs> tasks. Like um, Snow blow your driveway. In oh, wait. Job Simulator, you, have, you can either be like a chef, an office worker, or a car mechanic. My son loves the car mechanic one. You're like, you have to take out the tires and then put new tires in. Build a tank with, with an energy drink because <laughs> the, the person's asking for the car to go faster. So it's like... like <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that's vr for you it's good yeah uh if you get a chance to check it out i'd recommend it i am still a vr skeptic but i'm glad you guys are enjoying it my thing of the week is bodyguard on netflix the, uh, not the witty houston kevin costner one what no not the tv remake of that sadly no i wish there was a tv remake. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic nope this is a british show Hot on the heels of, like, Collateral. Remind me what Collateral was again. British cop drama set in London. That's all you get. Okay. I think that was a previous thing of the week. Very British in that it's very slow. Mm. I was certainly struck, like, the opening scene is... Would have taken five minutes on American TV, but this takes 25 minutes. And that kind of is a thing for a lot of the show, is you're just struck by how long some of the scenes are, especially, like, the, the tense scenes. Give it a whirl. It's on Netflix now. Six six episodes because that's all British TV companies can make. They yep. can never make any more than six. <laughs> There's not enough daylight. And... Right. That's not daylight. And if you're down the pub, start drinking. <laughs> Always has Rob Stark. That's probably a, a key for you American viewers. Uh, so starring Rob Stark. Who's Rob Stark? From Game of Thrones. Oh, you mean Sean Bean? No, his son. Oh, Rob Stark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took your recommendation and checked out the first episode of Homecoming. Uh Aha. I really liked it. Yeah. 
Uh, I really liked it except for the music. <laughs> oh, the the composite score based on all the 70s horror movies. Yeah, I felt like it was so um mismatched to like what was happening and I couldn't get the sense of like is this really representing what we're supposed to feel? Right? Or maybe that's yeah. like the commentary that's going along with it, but then it got so meta because like am I supposed to feel uneasy about the music? Yeah, something <laughs> else happens where like it's supposed uh, I'm I'm assuming that it's showing you clips of like the future but it looks retro. It's in a square. It's in a square and it has like a little grain effect, you know. Uh and so I was actually going to make a homecoming reference to the fact that you're in a square in this game and sometimes it goes widescreen. <laughs> but yeah. Now you've seen it and you'd kind of get it. Yeah, so it's I feel there's too many things for me to think about other than the actually what's happening in the plot to where it became distracting. Like, but the show is great. Like, I think it's super interesting. Just the first episode that I watched and I want to watch more of it, but I'm still... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think what I like is actually the plot is reasonably simple and you can, if you kind of enjoy these, like how it got made and like mm. how all these shots are constructed and this bizarre music, you can kind of enjoy that and let it wash over you because... Actually, the plot isn't too ridiculously complicated. I see. Yeah, I think if it had been all these crazy weird shots and crazy weird music and like a really difficult to follow plot, there'd probably be too much. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for me, it did do a very good job of balancing those. So you can still enjoy it and you still follow what's going on. Right. You're not like, wait, who was that again? Actually saying that, that is something the bodyguard suffers from a little bit. It's like, oh, wait, which old white British person is that? <laughs> all bodyguard, right. check it out. Check right, it out. We'll you want to be confused. I have lots of lots of shows to catch up on. I still need to finish up Terrace House. All right. So to recap, I really uh, liked Fidel, and I wish I can play more of it because I'm not looking forward <laughs> to BitLife. Ah, oh, this icon is so gross. It's so gross. Okay. It's a miracle of birth, Sam. What don't you <laughs> like about it? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Seven Days to Play. Tweet us some game suggestions. Still at 7 Days to Play again. You know it. <laughs> Don't email us. 7 Days to Play!